Welcome to the Girl Spot Podcast. Crystal here. Guys, we have so much to talk about. We have a lot, a lot, a lot to unpack. Before we get into it, I want to send my heartfelt condolences to uh, Allison Hawkner and their family, their children. Um, as many of you know, Stephen Twitch Boss uh, took his life and we were stunned. Um, everybody in the world was surprised. Um, there was never, I never saw a bad news report about him. And I think that is why the world was in awe at knowing that whatever he was going through was just too much to bear. Um, and we have to try as hard as we can to remember that celebrities are people too. They need privacy. They need help. They go through. We always assume that money is going to solve problems, which money does solve problems. But when you deal with mental illness or when you have things that happen that are outside of your control, um, it can be very much overwhelming. Um, so love on your people, man. So many people are really dealing with depression and anxiety and other mental illnesses and a lot of things dealing, especially dealing with COVID. A lot of people um, have this new normal in life. A lot of people are struggling um, and we got to give each other grace. We have to find a way to really, really, really um, just love on people and be, and be kind. Um, it sounds easy, but it really is not. Um, with all that being said, there are reports that his wife frantically showed up at an LAPD location on Tuesday um, saying that Twitch had left home without notice and wasn't answering her calls. Um, that is a huge, huge, huge red flag for a lot of people. As many of you know, a lot of people are questioning what made her go to the police department, what made her, instead of calling his family, if his parents are alive, any siblings and, you know, someone close to him, instead of calling them and saying, hey, this is what we're dealing with, she went straight to the police department. That says a lot about something. We don't quite know. Apparently, there was a suicide uh, letter left. So we are waiting to find out the details of what actually happened to make this man um, take his own life. It is very, very, very um, sad. There were a lot of celebrities, a lot of everyday people that showed love and paid tribute to him in some way um, on their social media platforms. So we are sending love uh, light and healing energy to his family. Um, but Allison, we need to know what's up. We got to give them the family time, guys, but something's afoot. Something is eerie about this. Um, it, it, and I don't want to speculate. I don't want to speculate, but I'm just stating that something is off. Something is off. Also, we know that uh, little little Duval and uh, Nick Cannon had a little something on social media today. Uh, Nick Cannon invited uh, little Duval to um, a conversation. Uh, he's always open to talk. If you find something funny, uh, Nick Cannon had posted that 
You know, he uh, about spending time with his children, his nearly dozen children he has. And little Duval said it took you this many kids to realize that, you know, and, I, and I'm assuming that he's saying you don't you have 12 children. How do you divide your time amongst 12 kids? It's almost impossible. So you can't be mad at that man because, honey, and as my coworker like to say, something's going to fail. Some something somebody is going to go without Um how do you even determine who's the middle child in these types of situations? Like it's, that's a lot, sir. And especially if you have different uh, mothers to your children, now you got to divide your time over here and try to figure out what works. So no need to be mad at him. Um, he's just stating what everybody else was thinking. Like already you, you just figuring that out and we love you, Nick. We ain't tripping. We don't want no problems at all. Um, but yeah, that is nothing for you to be mad about um, to me. But, you know, he's he's grieving. He's going through a lot. Um, he did make a post about, you know, feeling guilty about his son. I could not imagine losing a child. I don't even want to think about it. Um, but I, must, I, I know that it would have to be a very long, long process. So we're just keeping everybody uplifted. These are some really rough times right now and um we just gotta give each other some grace give each other some grace and not take too much to the heart seriously um we got these female artists beefing um and it's frankly starting to be a bit much um and we get it beef sales but this is a bit much. And I know that you guys are not role models and people should not use y'all as role models. Um, but at the same time, have some fucking class for once in your life. It is so stressful. It's not even stressful because I could kill us either way, but we're just talking about it. Um, I'm over. Y'all just it's just too much. It's just too much. Every time you turn around and somebody mad at somebody else, it's like you bitches got way too much money to be beefing like this. Like charter you a flight, do something fun, but arguing with somebody else, I ain't got a lot of money. And I know I'm not about to argue with no female or no, no other woman. So I know when I get to that level, that status, I ain't about to be arguing with nobody. Argue with your damn self. Beyonce would never. Y'all could should take some notes from B because she would never. Y'all just doing the most. And, and, and it's, it's giving awful. It's giving mean girl spirit. It's giving... I don't want to see her do better than me. It's giving jealousy. It's giving a whole lot of things that don't need to be gave. So I want them to figure it out and stop all this arguing back and forth. It's just too much. And the downside to when women beef, like with men beef, they can go on to make records together eventually down the line. When women beef, it's like, I ain't never dealing with her ever again. I can't think of one female that had beef and they ended up making an album together or a song together like I and if and if I missed it let me know but Beyonce would never she would never okay and that's that um 
Now, my week, guys, my week, my week, my week. So I got a lot to share, guys. So work is work. Um, I really ain't feeling work right now. And I'm praying my strength in the Lord that I can continue to be an entrepreneur to so much so that I'm an entrepreneur full time. I am claiming that I am an entrepreneur full time because the saying that time is money, I never really recognized that until I had time to focus on business and things that were important to me and the difference made. It was just epic. So I don't work from home anymore. So I really don't have a lot of me time. You know, I get off work, I come home, I cook, I go to bed and I recycle that that next day. I do the same thing over and over again. So I need a little bit um, of a change. My home life is, is good. Um, and speaking of home life, y'all, I really, um, my life has changed. Things have changed. Uh, many of you don't know that, um, I was in an eight year relationship, um, that is done. Um, and I'm not sad about the relationship ending because it had expired long ago. It should have been over long ago. And um, I want to talk about it. So I want to talk about women overstaying their welcome in these men's life. I want to talk about women, women knowing their worth, adding tax and any of the additional fees, any surcharges or anything like that. Because guess what, ladies? These men are not putting up with any shenanigans we got, okay? They're not. They they just are not built like that. And it's sad that we are, we, we put up with so much from them. It's so disturbing that we do do that. But it is even more disturbing that... It it's it you lose yourself in a relationship. That is what happens. Um, and I just wish many more of us, self included, would see the signs, call them for what they are, and get out. Versus seeing the signs and thinking this person can be fixed thinking this person is going to change, waiting around for him to turn into Mr. Right, waiting around for him to uh, sweep you off your feet and not bring toxicity to your life. Um, thinking that this person is in your life for a reason when they really are not. We have to recognize something for what it is. And if it is um, toxic, then it's toxic. If a person is not willing to do the work and heal on their own, then we cannot sit around wasting countless years, days, and months on somebody that is never going to change. And it's easier said than done. I've, I, I said that I would never, ever, ever overstay my welcome in someone else's life again. I would never, ever, ever allow someone to um, bring chaos into my life, bring toxicity into my life and turmoil and, 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 and just overwhelm me the way in which I have been overwhelmed for eight years. I am making myself that promise. Um, and 
I'm going to continue talking about this and telling my story. So now I'm just going to kind of tell y'all the signs that I saw um, from the beginning. And I ignored those signs. And this is going to lead us into some other things. So I met this person in 2015 and um, everything seemed really really good because they were really nice to me. Um, we, I was in a really, really, really dark place in my life. I had lost my, my place. Um, I was still working, but I had to send my kids to live with their dad. So I was really in a really, really dark place when I met this person. Um, I really didn't feel worthy of love. I did not feel as if, um, you know, the right person would ever find me. And this person, I was able to just be myself. I, and I love that because I'm a free spirit. So I was able to literally just be me. I was able to um, not lie about the fact that I was struggling. You know, I'm a, I was a single mom. I was struggling. I was, I was able to not lie about my credit. Like it was just so many things that I was able to be just fully transparent with him about. And a lot of that was because he was going through his own shit, you know? And so that moment um, threw me into this eight year ordeal. Um, and there were good times and there were bad times, but um, it was a lot of walking on eggshells being done. So um, my my children kind of were okay, like they liked him or whatever in the beginning. But then as like, a, like two years in, probably um, once things shifted to um, us, living together and both of us being on the lease versus um, him living with me and being at my place. Once it was like we were living together, then it was a shift. Um, it started to be more control. Um, it started to be more um, trying to tell me how to raise my kids, trying to impose a lot of his beliefs on my children. Um, and it started to cause problems. And um, so my son ended up really just like kind of just dealing with him. Everybody in the house just was in like survival mode. There was no physical abuse, but it was always just like survival mode. Um, we don't want to say this because we don't know what how he's going to respond. So everybody was in this rat race every day to just get to the next day with no incidents, right? And it wasn't a bunch of yelling, but when he would get upset, it would just escalate into this really awful place. And when I would try to like, def like it wasn't like I was sitting back and not defending. When I would try to defend or, you know, tell him that some of the things he was doing just didn't make sense and they weren't right, it was always, I'm going to leave, I'm going to leave. And let's talk about the leaving. When you set boundaries for somebody and you say, I don't like it when you do this, and then that person's response is, well, we don't have to be together, that is a way that men, a lot of men, try to control the narrative. Oh, 
if you're going to nag, then we don't have to be together. Oh, if you're going to um, tell me that I can't do this, then we don't have to be together. So it was a constant, we don't have to be together. We don't have to be together. We don't have to be together. And it was a constant mind fuck. It was always about what made him comfortable, what he liked, what he wanted. I'm not saying that he didn't take care of my needs um, in a lot of ways, but the entire relationship was based on what was comfortable for him. Situations like, oh, well, I don't want any male in my house spending the night like that. Meanwhile, you bring somebody to spend the night in the house that I've never seen a day in my life. And it ends up being your ex's uncle. Like, did you just bring your ex's uncle to live with me? And <laughs> you decided that that was okay. Um, and it, it was a temporary basis, but you, he lied to me and said, oh, this is my uncle. This is my grandma I had adopted him. It was just elaborate, elaborate lie, just outlandish lie. And when I finally found out, I'm like, oh no, like I'm thinking you've known this person your entire life, but you haven't. Um, not a proud moment, not a proud moment, not at all. So as time went on, it just became more and more suffocating. I started being isolated from my family. Um, and it was done so strategically that you don't even recognize it. And I'm saying this to just bring awareness. It was done so strategically that you don't, you don't even recognize that this person has basically infiltrated your life and done everything they could do to re to keep people away from you. They would never admit it, but it was done. Arguments with my family, arguments with my kids, arguments with a friend. Like it was always some type of disagreement, always some type of situation all the time, every time you turn around. And it was like, this is just too much. And so it got to the point where I was starting to just despise being around him. So every part of me that used to love him and be in love with him was hating to see him around, was just like, it was just bad. And, and if you've ever fallen out of love with somebody or not wanted to be with somebody, you know the shit, you, um, you know what it is if you've ever, ever, ever um, been in a situation where you fell out of love with somebody, you know the signs, you know that you kind of like just start to distance yourself from this person, right? That's how it was for me, just distancing and um, just it was just awful. I was just disgusted by the whole situation. Um, but I was weak and I was waiting on things to get better. I was waiting on things to get better, guys. And they never did. They never they never did. They would get it we would go months with no arguing, months with no beef and months with just getting along and then it would just the nitpicking would start the just poking and saying and nitpicking with me nitpicking with the kids finding stuff that I've done wrong finding stuff the kids done wrong coming into the house finding something wrong and I, it was ne a never ending cycle 
and I was just like, I'm drained. Like the entire relationship was draining for me. I was always feeling a little under the weather, um, body aches, just all the things that happen when you're under a lot of stress. That's what I was dealing with. Everything. It was just always these different situations and scenarios. And then it would be the love bombing, the sending flowers to me and my daughters for going off and, and being out of control. And just He had absolutely no self-control. So it would be like all the love bombing and this, that, and a third. And me having hope that we're going to fix this. We're going to work this thing out. And never did it happen. It was always, um, and it never happened. It was always just temporary. It was temporary every single time. And, um, I just got tired of it and I wanted my freedom. I wanted my life back. I wanted to be the free spirit that I am. And I wanted me. I lost me, y'all. When you get into these relationships, you really tend to lose yourself. So now I'm in this on this journey. Um, I'm reading a book um, that so I'm reading. I hate to say this word. It's a Jack Holly book. Walk through for Westerners. It's the uh, Gita. I just say the Gita because the book, the word is hard to say, but that's where, where I'm doing now. So I'm reigniting my spiritual journey, guys. Um, I got a lot to tell you. I got eight years worth of shit to tell you guys and things that I want you to know. I want to really empower women um, because we need it. You know, we are all going through. We are all, um, we've all been in relationships that we didn't need to be in, uh, male and female. Um, but as a woman, I feel like we um, get the short end of the stick sometimes because we want love. We we need love. That's who we are. And men, on the other hand, they need it and want it as well. But they always seem to have the upper hand when it comes to relationships because they can sometimes feel like they're controlling the narrative. So I am on this spiritual journey of healing and really, um, really finding me again and putting myself in a situation where I never allow this to happen to me ever again. Um, and I hope you guys enjoy the journey. I hope you guys enjoy um, just walking through me with this newfound freedom that I have. Um, I'm 43 years old um, and this is um, the second longest relationship I've ever been in in my life. And now I'm like, I don't want to date. Um, I don't know how to date. If I wanted to date, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to pursue. I don't want to online date. I don't want to do any of that. I really just want to work on my own foundation and I'm doing some shadow work so I can really um, do a deep dive into what put me in that position. Um, I know that a lot of it was um, 
it was a convenience of staying. I mean, the cost of living is fucking crazy, you know? So some of it was that, but other things were there. And so I'm working on rebuilding my trust in me and being able to know my worth and never allow anybody to give me any less than that. Um, it's not easy because um, I have a lot of love to give and that can get me in a lot of trouble sometimes, but I am determined to do the work on myself. Um, so I ask that y'all just keep me in your prayers and keep me uplifted. And um, if there's any topics that you guys want to talk about, please feel free to message me and I promise you I will respond if there's anything you want to talk about. Um, I look forward to hearing from you guys. Um, I really wanted to kind of keep it light, but um, certain things are not designed to be light. I'm being vulnerable. I want to learn to be more vulnerable um, and learn my own love language. You know, I don't know. I'm 43 and I don't know if I know my complete love language and I want to know my love language and I want to know my worth and I want to love on me because I've put me last for so long and I'm refusing to do that in a new year. So it's not a new year's resolution because I ignited this journey over a while ago. So it's just a matter of sticking to it and not being, um, not allowing somebody in my space that is not genuine, not allowing somebody in my space that can't love me the way that I'm deserving of being loved. Uh, not allowing someone in my space that wants to control me and what I do because I don't want to control anyone else. I don't want to argue. I don't want to have any issues. I want to just live life, get money, love on my children, and now I want to travel. So let's see what, what life has in store for me. I love y'all. I love y'all. Have a wonderful day. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about dating a narcissist and the signs. I love y'all. Bye.